Alrighty, it's time for a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am the host. Welcome to the show, everybody. IamSaltLake.com is the website for the podcast. You can head on over there and check out the entire list of back episodes. I've been doing this podcast now for uh, over 10 years, almost 600 episodes. So I'm sure there's one or two up on the website that you have not had an opportunity to uh, check out yet. So so go listen, go tune in and uh, share some of uh, your favorite episodes with your family and friends. Hey, today on the podcast is a really cool conversation I had with Haley Henson. She is the area manager at Handles Ice Cream here in uh, Salt Lake City area. And we get to talk about that and her involvement with them and the uniqueness of their ice cream and how awesome that is. Uh, We also chat about her involvement that she had with Goodly Cookies, which was really an interesting uh, part of the conversation. We're going to get into that here in just a minute, but I am really excited to share with you guys that I have a new podcast adventure that I'm going to be part of. Uh, My real estate team, the Red Sign team, they have a podcast, but they asked me to start hosting that podcast. So you're going to want to make sure to... uh, Head on over to Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and go subscribe to the Red Sign Team Podcast if you want to learn about uh, all the real estate related stuff going on in the area here in Utah. So, And that's going to be really fun if you want to want to tune into that. Or if you have any real estate related questions, uh, send me a text message, send me an email. We can bring them up on that podcast or we could talk about them on this podcast too. So uh, like I said, Haley Henson is on this episode of the podcast where we get a chat about Handel's ice cream as well as Goodly cookies. So let's get into the conversation. Enjoy. I mean, I want to start right at the beginning, Haley, of, of how long you've been with Handel's ice cream. So I have been with Handel's um, almost a year and a half now. And how did you get in, how did you get involved with them? So that kind of plays into my previous work with Goodly. Kind of long story short, um, sold the company to some investors and um, agreed in that sale that I would stay on with them for a year um, under contract just to kind of help with that transition. And after that year is up, I was ready to do something different, but I'm a classically trained pastry chef. So looking for something kind of in the vein of food and just, you know, after, after you've worked owning a business, it's, it's a lot of work. It's tiring, especially through COVID. I was just ready for something kind of fun, you know, something that I enjoyed. And, um, I've been a fan of Handel's ice cream since they first opened in Utah a few years ago. And I had kind of become friends with the previous owner of Handel's through Instagram. We'd never met. Uh And she, uh, we were just kind of, share woes over owning businesses through COVID and things like that. And um, I had posted on my Instagram um, that I was no longer working with Goodly because that had kind of become my identity, just letting all my friends and family know at once, you know. And she actually reached out to me via Instagram and kind of half jokingly said, hey, would you ever want to work for Handles? And I said, actually, I very much would like to work for Handles. I love the ice cream. I love the atmosphere. And we started talking from there and the rest is kind of history. So it just fell into place in just the right way. I love ice cream. I love the company. And so it's kind of kind of like a dream job for me. I love it. That is so it really just fell in your lap, literally. It totally it was like I remember even looking at their website to be like, I wonder if it says if they're hiring or what's going on. I couldn't find anything. And she just kind of cold reached out and it just it couldn't have worked out any better. 
Well, I, I want to circle back around to Goodly Cookies here in a minute, but let's. Sure. So, but for Handles Ice Cream, so you're the area manager for the Salt Lake City uh, area stores, correct? Yep. So I manage um, the Sandy store. They were the first Handles to open in Utah, so they brought the franchise here. Um, and then I also manage the location in Cottonwood Heights. They were the second store in Utah to open. And we've got a couple of not quite announced locations that will be running pretty soon here as well. Oh, so some coming soon. Some coming soon that we're really excited about. Yep. It, I mean, obviously you don't have to give me the, the locations, but like how, how soon is soon? Like um, this year soon? Before or? summer. Before yep. summer. Okay. Well, yep. okay. Summer I don't, is want, our you know, crazy, I don't want to be the ice cream time. So we're really pushing to be ready by then. Okay. Okay. Now do people, this is what I was curious of. Cause like, I'm a big fan of ice cream in the winter time. Me too. Uh, for some reason, I don't know what it was. Like we get cold, <laughs> we want to get colder. Right. Do right. you think an ice cream shop might be even busier in the winter? I, I, cause I think a lot of people are that way. Right. Or, or, I mean, I guess totally. summer's going to be. So I think especially being from Utah, a, I mean, I grew up here. A, we've got a sweet tooth. Yeah. I mean, that, it's like the dessert capital of the United States, right? And then B, I think we're just used to the cold. And if we love ice cream, we're just totally not deterred, right? Like if I want ice cream and it's 10 degrees outside, I'm going to go get ice cream. So to answer your question that everybody loves to ask, we stay really busy through the winter as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could imagine. <laughs> yeah. All year long. We, I mean, obviously the summer is like crazy, crazy, crazy time for us, but I was surprised when I first started how busy, I mean, I started kind of in October, so it was kind of getting into the colder weather. And even then it's, it's busy. So we stay busy all year round for sure. What's like a few things that set handles ice cream shops apart or, or even just one thing from other ice cream shops. I mean, there's other ice cream shops around town. Totally. So why would somebody want to come to handles? Over so I love this question because I feel like it's an easy one for me to answer okay, that's because good. <laughs> I came into Handles as a total Handles fan. Okay. Right? I'm, I love ice cream. It's probably my favorite dessert. If I had to pick one, I just feel like there's so many things you can do with ice cream flavors. And I was really drawn to Handles when they first opened because they've got so many options. I mean, like almost like a stupid amount of options, right? Like, I remember going to Baskin Robbins growing up when I was little, and I'm like, wow, like 30, 31 flavors, that's crazy. Handles at any given time has 50 that we rotate. And I love that they, for sure, no matter who's going to get ice cream, will have something someone will love. And they also, we make the ice cream every single day fresh. And I think those two things totally set it apart from some of those other places that don't make it fresh or they get it shipped in from a corporate entity or even on like a Cisco order where for us, we're making it every single day. It's fresh. It's real fruit. It's real ingredients. And there's just like limitless options. So explain this. You make, I, I, and I didn't know this actually of handles. So yes. This is brand new to me. You sure. make fresh ice cream every day. How is that even possible though? If you... So we make ice cream every day. Um, it's got a special freezing process. So there's a special place we put it in the freezer that gets it cold to the right temperature. I mean, we're checking temperatures at every point in the process, right? Okay. We're checking the temperature, um, of the ingredients going into the ice cream machines. We check the temperatures that comes out of the machine. We put it into a specific freezer in a specific spot. We check that temperature and then it gets served to the customer. And this, it's a constant rotating every single day. We have somebody making ice cream. 
That is a, that's a really cool actually. Now that I know that it, it is, and, I mean, I, it totally yeah. makes a difference, right? Like you can taste the difference between ice cream made day of or day before versus something that's like been in your freezer for a couple of weeks. Right. Well, yeah. Like a Ben and Jerry's or, I mean, nothing. Totally. It's creamier, but, but yeah, like just something that's been in the store freezer. Right. You know, it's like, a little crusty. After a while, yeah. So. Like it, serves its purpose but gosh i want some fresh ice cream well now i'm gonna go to handles after we're done recording here gosh yeah that sounds wonderful but now now does handles is there other food there is it just ice cream that you guys have there we just do ice cream okay so you didn't you don't have to deal with all that other stuff and that's smart because you guys specialize in what you specialize in. totally and and that's why i was so intrigued and interested in that coming from kind of the bakery world to go into something that's just totally on the opposite end and it's just one thing and you just do that one thing really well. I mean, it's awesome. So what does a normal day look like for you then, Haley? I mean, because you're you're managing multiple stores, so you're yeah. kind of going around to multiple places. So you're not just it really, yeah, in one place. It totally depends for me. And that's something I love about the job too, is a lot of the time, I mean, apart from kind of just the normal doing scheduling and kind of HR things and planning and marketing. Um, I get to really jump in and kind of fill some of those scheduling holes. So I get the opportunity pretty often to be the one making the ice cream. Um, I get the opportunity to be the one scooping the ice cream. I get the opportunity to be the one opening the store or closing the store. So depending on the day, I really get to see kind of every part of the process beginning to end. Well, and you probably have a lot of long days there too, right? Beginning to end. Definitely. Yeah. Those, those summer days when there's, I mean, there are lines from the minute we open to an hour after we close, you know, so they, they turn into long days, but I, I always say when you're working with ice cream, it's really hard to have a bad day. <laughs> what, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? We do a blueberry cobbler ice cream that is probably my favorite. Ooh, that sounds good. I'll have to get some. It is delicious. It's a vanilla ice cream. It's got uh, pie crust pieces, and then it's got like a blueberry pie filling ripple. Okay, okay. So you do, you, do you guys? You guys do the pie shakes or, or pie? You have pie in the ice cream or something? Or? Yep. So we um, we have a lot of flavors that are kind of based on other desserts. So yeah. we've got a lot of pie fa- flavors. We've got coconut cream pie. Okay. And we're not necessarily throwing like a whole pie into the ice cream machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're, we're taking those components of, okay, what are the flavors that make a great blueberry pie, Okay. right? Or a great blueberry cobbler. And for me, it's a really great crust, really great blueberry filling, and then complemented by really awesome fresh ice cream. So goodly cookies. I want to, I want to get into this here now, if, if you're okay sure. with that. Like, yeah, of course. So you, you started goodly cookies. So I actually, I actually came in, um, on Goodly cookies probably two or three months after they'd opened at most. Okay. So mm-hmm. how, so talk about that. I mean, cause this, I mean, that's a little different than what you're doing now. Totally. So I actually, um, had just started culinary school and was looking for kind of my first job working in the food industry. Um, I definitely didn't want to go like the fast food route. Um, I didn't want to do service in a restaurant. I didn't feel like I was quite ready to like work on the line somewhere. So I was looking for really just kind of a low key bakery type job where I could kind of get my hands wet and get some experience. And, um, I saw a job posting on KSL for this company that had just opened goodly. And they were actually just looking for a cashier that could sometimes maybe help with some cookie dough. And I was like, okay, could be fun working downtown. 
Um, their pop-up location started on 13th South and about 500 East, so kind of the heart of downtown. And so I applied for that job, got that job, and I actually started working for them um, just as like a cashier. So their pop-up was just Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 7 p.m. to midnight. So it was kind of the side hustle while I was going to school, and I slowly sort of worked my way up. I started just as the cashier, and then I started making cookie dough, worked my way to general manager. About eight months after I'd started, um, the two guys that had started the company gave me sweat equity in the company. Okay. So I was a co-owner with the two of them. Okay. And after that, um, I was about halfway through culinary school and the girl who had been doing recipes for them, um, she was kind of doing it as a favor, as a side hustle. And I said to them, hey, I really want to do this full time. So I took over all of the recipe creation, all, all of the R&D, and it really just kind of became my baby from there, right? I had the sweat equity. I was a co-owner. I took over doing all the flavors, all the hiring, everything. We ended up opening our own shop um, that was on 9th East and 4th South, kind of by the office max on your way up to the stadium for the U. Yeah. And so we worked our way up. We bought our own building. We had our own standalone, um, had a ton of success. Ended up having a guy from Nebraska cold call us, wanting to buy the company from us. Um, and then the year that I was with him, he opened four more locations. So The guy from Nebraska? Yep. So so the guy from Nebraska cold called and buys the company? Yep. Cold called, had just stopped by while he, I think, was in town like skiing with some friends. Um, wanted to add a dessert concept to kind of his line of businesses. And cold called us, and it was just kind of a good timing. I'd finished culinary school and I'd been doing this at this point for like two, almost three years and was just kind of ready to do something different and kind of push my boundaries a little bit. And so it worked out perfect timing and it's been really fun uh, to see them grow from there. They were actually the official cookie of the Utah Jazz for a year, which is really mm -hmm. fun for us. So, yeah, it was really fun to see that growth story and be so involved and hands on in that. Interesting. So, oh, wow. So, okay. So it's, it's virtually the guy's cold calling fault for you selling the company. I guess. Yes. I think had he not, I, we probably would still be all in kind of grinding, doing that. And yeah. my two co-owners in that company, amazing guys, still some of my greatest friends to this day. I mean, when you open a business and do all of that hard, dirty work together. You you kind of have this trauma bond for life, right? But they they had full-time day jobs. So for me, this was my full-time gig. And for them, it was kind of a when we've got time outside of what we're doing. So I think for all of us combined, um, it was a good decision to sell. But had that not happened, I think I would still be probably grinding it out, trying to figure out where we get funding, how we open more locations, things like that. So I think I have those Nebraska guys to thank for landing in the handles for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it, that the goodly cookie sounds like that was a lot more stressful than what you're doing now. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I think the amount of work where I'm at is, I, I would say almost equal, um, just different. And I think not having that stress of ownership on your shoulders really allows you to kind of enjoy it a little more without those stressors, you know? So that's been a, an amazing change for me to kind of have someone to work for again, which I know is kind of opposite. I think a lot of people, their kind of end goal is to work for yourself. And I think that was really fun for a while, but it's been really nice for me to kind of have a boss to lean on. And the guys that I work for now that 
on these handles locations are fantastic. So it's been just an awesome experience for me. Was that tough for you? Cause I mean, it was hard. You made about having a boss. I mean, cause you at, at the goodly cookies, you got to the point where you were probably just, you know, making your own schedule and kind of doing yeah. what you wanted to do. And you didn't have yeah, to really, it was really report to really different for a while, right? To go from making the decisions, doing the things however I wanted to do them. I made the schedule. I decided what product we do when, you know. So it was it was definitely a little bit of a transitional period from that. But um, the original owners that I came on with who have since sold their handles locations yeah. um, were fantastic. Their names are Matt and Krista Reinbold. They're incredible human beings and they made that transition really easy for me. I think they put a lot of trust in me and my experience and coming into their company to kind of help them and help them grow. So I think they made that transition easier than it would have been otherwise, but for sure for a little while I kind of had to check myself and say, "Hey, it's not your thing anymore. Like you just need to do what you're told to do, what you're supposed to do." But yeah, for a little while the transition was a little tough, definitely. Was there a part of you that you felt like you were betraying something or like you were, you were quitting something like a bit of a, like by selling goodly cookies? Was that, was that tough for you mentally? Like I, it was really hard. Okay. I think it, it was definitely an emotional decision, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I was all in on this, right? I think that's kind of how just I am as a person. That's my personality that if I care about something, I'm passionate about it. I'm all in all the time. And I think for me to recognize that I wasn't going to be all in on something I'd spent so many hours and so much sweat and tears on, I think, yeah, it was totally hard. I, I questioned that choice a lot. Um, but it's really great to be at a place now that we're almost about a year and a half, almost two years out from that. And I can look back and see that it was definitely the right thing to do. And it's landed me into a position that I love. But 100%, Chris, in that moment, it was definitely emotional, definitely hard. It feels like you're giving your child up for adoption, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I think about things that I've stopped doing or, you know, jobs I've quit. And if, especially if you've been there for a while and you put a lot of, you know, your sweat into it, you, it's a, it's a sad time, but then you look back and you're like, okay, that was like a really good thing I did. Well, totally. And I think for me, it was almost kind of like an identity crisis sure. that I had after. Because that, I, I was so all in that that's, I mean, I would see extended family. I only get to see a couple times a year. And the first thing is, oh, how are the cookies? How's the cookie business, you know? And that was just what people knew about me. And that kind of defined me um, at my own fault, right? It's because that's all I did all the time. I mean, I was so all in. I've got a chocolate chip cookie tattoo. Like, I, I was dedicated. Yeah, there we go. I, think for me, I love stuff like that, though, like totally. chocolate for chip tattoos. For me to tattoos. make that switch, yeah. it's a little tricky because it's like, well, what defines me now if this had defined me for so long, right? And I will say, to calm everyone's concerns, I do have an ice cream cone tattoo, so it, it only felt right. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I think that's great, though. I mean, that that's... That's what, uh, that's what you got to do. I actually, I actually had a friend years ago, get an ice cream tattooed on her tongue. Oh, it or not. <laughs> you know, I'm not that dedicated, but yeah, I do have it, uh, it mostly came out, but, uh, <laughs> the tattoos Probably don't really awesome. stay in your tongue, but, uh, <laughs> well, that is cool. I mean, that, um, that is, that is really, I mean, would you ever do something 
like that again? Would you ever go back and, and, and start a business or, or be part of a business uh, like Goodly Cookies? You know, I think right after we sold and I was kind of in that phase of trying to rediscover kind of what identified me and what I wanted to do, I think in that moment, I probably would have said no. But I think now that I'm a couple of years out, I can look back and see all of that experience that I gained, all of this know-how that I really learned on the ground, kind of simultaneously learning in culinary school, right? It was this really awesome time where I would go to school and I'd be in these classes about business management and product ordering and things like that. And I see a lot of the people around me kind of like rolling their eyes and falling asleep because they thought it was boring. And I was like frantically taking notes and I'd go to work after and try to implement all of these things. And it was just this really kind of magical time in my life where I feel like I grew so much and I learned so much about business and about the restaurant industry. I think being able to look back on that from an outside perspective now, it makes me excited about the prospect of doing something like that again in the future. Definitely. That is cool. I don't know what that is, right? Yeah. I mean, that's always the, what is that? What is the next it thing? I mean, it was cupcakes, it was frozen yogurt, then it was cookies. I mean, I don't know what that is, but it's always fun for me to kind of dream on it a little bit. Definitely. But you, but you have a love for uh, food and, and dessert, oh, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> love for food, love for dessert. I've got yeah. a passion for Salt Lake City. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd do something here because I love it here. Were you, were you born here? Were you born here in Utah? I was born in Bountiful. Okay. So, yeah, born and raised. I've always lived either just right north of Salt Lake or right south of Salt Lake holiday area. So. Okay. Well, that 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 leads me into uh, you know, I have some some Salt Lake City related questions I ask everybody on the show and, and sure. you've listened to the show, Haley, so I'm sure you're you know what I'm going to ask you is <laughs> is we have family and friends that visit us from out of state and they mm-hmm. they say show me some of your favorite spots. Do you have one or two places that you would take someone to if they came to town, say, this weekend? Okay, so I do have to admit all of my places are going to be restaurants because that's what my Well, no, the, what, 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 what do you got? Um, a favorite of mine lately has been Brick's Corner. Okay. Uh, have you been to Brick's Corner for I, your pizza? I haven't, no. Tell me more. You have to. It's like, it's just like, I don't even know. It's like a deep dish almost. They're kind of like these personal pan pizzas. They've got this incredible dough that they bake it, and they only make so much every day. So once they're out, they're out. And they bake it in such a way that the edges get super crispy and caramelized. And they've got this one. It's called the Sparta Choke. And it's like a garlic cream sauce. It's got roasted garlic, artichokes, spinach. It's like the best pizza I have ever had. That's like my guilty pleasure when I want to spend some money and go get good dinner. I have to go to Brick's Corner. So that's on my list. That's probably where I'd take someone to eat this weekend if they were coming to town. Um, I'm a total fan of red iguana. So I'm sure I'm not the first nor the last person to say that, but red iguana is also on my list for sure. Awesome. Red iguana is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Salt Lake City classic, but it lives up to the hype. Is there anything you would change about Salt Lake City if you could like, and I know that that's a big question, but. Uh... You know, I think this, one of the things that I think I would have said over maybe the last five or 10 years about Salt Lake is I wish it could be a little bit more diverse. It could diversify a little bit, a little bit more open and welcoming to different people and cultures. And I say that because I think over the last five or 10 years, it's totally done that. Right. I think Salt Lake has transformed in a way that 
it's welcoming, it's liberal. There are people of all types there. I mean, there's there's so much in Salt Lake City that's changed in a positive way that I don't think that there's a lot that I would want to change, really. Maybe maybe a quicker transit from the A gate to the B gate in the airport. But other than that, I really think like it's becoming this really awesome hub of creativity and different people and cultures. And that's been really cool to watch having grown up here. Anything you're looking forward to this upcoming year, 2023, anything uh, that you're like, gosh, I can't wait till that happens. Um, I'm a huge jazz fan. Okay. So I'm really excited about the all-star game here. What do you think about, about the Delta center, them changing the name back to the Delta so center? I mean, I'm a nineties baby. Yeah. So I, it's, it's always in my heart in the Delta center. So I'm pretty excited about that. See, I think and it's always been the Delta center. Year, I'm going to try. Um, yeah, I think excited for um, some awesome sports and super excited for these upcoming handles locations that are be a lot of good. Well, and you know we'll have to maybe bring you back through to announce these locations when they when they happen. But uh, before, I mean, I, I've enjoyed chatting with you. I mean, is there anything before we completely wrap this up? I mean, is there anything you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about, or anything we were, you know, that you want to? I know we just kind of skimmed the surface with a lot of it, but. Uh, um, no, I don't think so. I think if there's anyone listening to this that hasn't had the opportunity to come by and try handles, you absolutely should. What What are the addresses of handles? Do you have a, or, or maybe you don't know? I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't know the exact addresses. But oh, I do, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> so our Cottonwood Heights address is 6933 South and 1300 East. It's right in the complex by the Trader Joe's in Cottonwood Heights. And our Sandy location is kind of in that same complex as the Shields. So it's about 28 West and 114th South. And uh, I, I would imagine uh, handles the website. People can go to a website or, or I, and I could put the link at I am Salt Lake. Is there, is it an easy website to say, or is it kind of a long? Yes, or? it is. Handlesicecream.com. Oh, easy enough. Okay. I didn't <laughs> yep, know. From if, there if, you can just go find a location. And you can look up, it's either Fort Union or Sandy. Okay. And it has a list of all of our flavors, our hours, all that good stuff. And do you do you have a social media or anything or no? Yes, we do. We actually have separate ones for both stores. Okay. Um, equally awesome, just depending where you live. I run both. So we've got at handles Sandy, no underscore dash or anything. And then at handles Fort Union, same thing. And so people, I mean, people can probably even send a message there and get a hold of you and connect with you if they're, yes, if they're listening and, and they're like, hey, I want to reach out it to It filters straight to my phone. So if you want to chat, that is a great way to do it. Many, many thanks again to Haley Henson for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Head on over to IamSaltLake.com uh, for all the links to connect with her and Handles Ice Cream. And like I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast episode, uh, I'm going to be hosting a brand new podcast, the uh, Red Sign Team Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I'm going to be hosting that. So make sure to head on over and subscribe to that podcast so you can tune into uh, every episode. And if you're looking to uh, buy or sell here in the uh, Salt Lake City or Utah County area, reach out and I'd love to help you out. So anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of I Am Salt Lake and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys.